Council what? started recording. Just <laughs> listening to this show, then you won't even... Joe, what's going on, man? Are you okay over there? What the hell is happening? Great. Um, so, the issue was, I, uh, decided to celebrate a pagan day. You're gonna have to eat that microphone, buddy. Um... <laughs> Bless you. Hello, hello, hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just right, make sure you, you lean close to your mic. I'm, d I'm on it. I'm in the mic. Do it. Do it up. <laughs> do it up. He is the mic. I am the mic. More, more, more. You're good. You're good. You're good. All right. Um. So everyone, welcome to the technical difficulties episode <laughs> of Nerd Special. Live. Nice. Um, so this doesn't count as a real episode. This counts as one of our like holiday specials. Fucking no! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah this should be a special. Um, yeah, I definitely think this is a special. This is currently excellent. This is just what I wanted tonight. This actually. is a great start I to was, the new year. I was looking forward to doing this show all day, and now I'm not. <laughs> oh come on! Nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's our host. Around. Yeah. Um. <laughs> No, I mean, it sucks when these things happen, you know, because here's the thing. There's a lot of you could just start pointing fingers, but what's that going to solve? You know, you know what I'm saying? Do you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> Go ahead. Say it. <laughs> no, I mean, we just roll with the punches. You know, that's yeah. what we got. to do. And that right, being said, into it. we have some news this week. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, pray tell. Pray tell. We have some news this week. Uh, I, I don't even know where my... Here it is. Okay. Sony has seven shows and three movies in various stages of production. I like how even when the show is fucked, I still tried to do this. I still tried to go through with it, but it just wasn't happening. Um, so listen, Uncharted and Last of Us TV series are obviously the biggest things they have right now. I believe there is there are others that are announced, but I can't think of them off the top of my head. Do you guys have any idea what those are? Um, not really. Um, yeah, it's just the Last of Us and the Uncharted movie. But then when I was looking up like the slideshow and everything like that, um, it was just a bunch of like The Witcher on Netflix, and I was just like, mm, wait a minute, I think they just this is all they have at the moment. <laughs> That's Sony. No, no, I'm just saying, in terms of just, like, the article mm. the, on IGN, it's just, like, a bunch of Witcher pictures of, like, yeah. the, the real-life cast and then, like, video game characters. And I'm just like, oh, okay, probably they don't have... They need a little bit more information on it, but still. Right, I mean, right. this is this is a lot in one go, and then um, they believe in it. So, so these studios, like, well, and especially Sony giving like the blessing for it so yeah i mean neil Druckmann is writing the last of us show and who i mean he wrote the the first i mean he wrote the last of us games and uh i mean hey tom holland is it uncharted you know what could possibly go wrong nothing ever goes wrong with video game movies you guys know that right I mean, then someone breaks protocol on the set, and then Tom Holland is going to be having a major freakout video released, and <laughs> then so. it's just going to go downhill so. from there. I hope it's just like, uh, what's his name? I hope it's just like Tom Cruise. Yeah. Same level yeah. of freakout. <laughs> All right. 
moving on from that, we have Bad Boys for Life. I tried to do this one too, didn't I? Bad Boys yeah. for Life is the highest grossing Jurassic movie of 2020. Um, so I guess COVID's good for one thing. Martin Lawrence <laughs> is relevant again. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You, I mean, a lot of people were waiting on this. I feel like you know, I'm still. Hey, I'm still. These are one of the like, uh, the films that you know from that golden era of like people were just making movies just for the hell of it. I'm still <laughs> waiting on Rush Hour Four. Okay, guys. So True. you know, fingers crossed. So uh, this thing. They only made seventy three million at the domestic box office, which is more than literally any other ma- movie, and more money than any movie made domestically this year so that's pretty i mean that's i mean obviously we all know why because of covid but um it's it's just it's a sad state of the movie of the uh, theater business you know what i'm saying oh for sure yeah i mean fucking a, a, a a cop dramedy headlined by will smith and martin lawrence in 2020 is the highest grossing film of the year domestically. Something's wrong. Something's broken in the system. I mean, Will Smith gets it. He did that Fresh Prince of Bel-Air uh, reunion thing, right? And it was just, like, available yeah, for streaming. Yeah, and, I mean, I think everybody's gotten to the point now where they know that Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is super overrated. So, <laughs> um, that being said... Actually, wait. We can breathe for a second here. I'm not gonna rush. I'm not gonna rush. I keep remembering we're 30 minutes behind now. I'm like living in the twilight zone. So, um, everybody here like, uh, Rocky movies? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. I only saw the first and second one like a couple years ago. I saw Rocky Five, and I was, that was the first one I ever saw, and I was like, if these Why? are Rocky movies, I don't want to watch these. Why did you start with Five? I don't know, dude. It was just on TV one day. Um... They're all always on TV all the time. Yeah, it's true. They are always on TV all the time. If you have cable TV, Rocky is somewhere. (laughs) He's making Sylvester Stallone richer. Um, Just keep on flipping the channels. It's like, oh, there's one. (laughs) But yeah, and then uh, did you guys see the first two Creed movies? Nope. I saw Uh, the first Creed movie. That was sick. Like, that was amazing. I saw the second Creed movie. It was pretty good, but it wasn't as good as the first one. So this no, no. one, Creed 3, actually is going to be directed by Michael B. Jordan himself. Mm. Yeah, I think uh, last one, I don't remember watching two. I think I only watched the first Creed. And then uh, wasn't there like a Rocky film just called Balboa? I no, think that's the one that I was didn't like. Rocky Balboa. Oh, okay. Well, well, that one. I, I, I remember not emphasis. liking that. I don't get the weird emphasis I just put on that, but it's Rocky Balboa. <laughs> Rocky okay. Balboa. Rocky Balboa. <laughs> well, I remember watching that, and I didn't like that one. And I think that's why I, I kind of, like, backed away from, like, the Rocky series. You didn't like that one? I, I don't know. That's it's... the one where he gives the speech that everybody puts in their Facebook videos now. It's not about <laughs> how hard he got hit. Oh no! Wait, about hard you, how hard you can hit. It's yeah, it's, it's certainly memorable. I <laughs> <laughs> keep going, Adrian. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, like, still, um, uh, Michael B. Jordan is like on fire. Like, um, anything I feel like 
a lot of people believe in whatever he does. And then, you know, for him taking the reins on this, I mean, can't can't go lower than what we have now, right? So, you know, expectations are set in a good standard right now, you know? Can't wait. I'll watch that. Good, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm really fucking happy for you. I'm glad that that's all. Thanks, what, man. That's where that got us. Thanks, uh, man. Listen, Michael B. Jordan, not director, very good actor. However, so I hope he makes a leap though, because a lot of guys do try to make the leap and they don't stick the landing. You know, uh, notable mentions though. Ben Stiller made the leap from actor to director. Like, did you guys know that he directed Tropic Thunder? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that until like a couple, until like probably two years ago. So really? successful, I'd say. Meet the parents, Tropic Thunder. Uh, who's the other? Who's the other? Andy Circus, another one, made the jump from actor to director. I don't think as successfully, but he did well, it. Well, the pattern I think it's like it's usually something that you do a little bit later in your career. Michael B. Jordan seems pretty young to be making that jump. You know. Um. He's like the one of the biggest stars in Hollywood right now. I mean, like it's weird for him to to kind of move away from being in front of the camera to being behind it. I definitely think about that, but I also think that he's in a position where he can tell his own stories. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. So I guess when you see it through that lens, maybe you want to move in that direction. Plus, like, what more is there? You know what I mean? Does he have an Academy Award? Oh, I, I don't know. I mean, either that, if he doesn't, at least he has the respect of his peers. You know, he doesn't have to, like, audition for shit anymore. You know what I mean? I guess. Like, I mean, he, he played a Marvel superhero, super villain, probably, like, the best one. He's got, a, like, uh, the Creed movies, you know, so maybe this is that natural progression, you know, going into directing. Right. Certainly uh, seems like a, a move that I would make, perhaps, if I was ever in that position. What am I saying right now? Joe, what's going on, man? You okay? Sounds like he's doing fine. Okay. He's doing yeah. fine. <laughs> good, good. Glad to hear. Glad to hear. Um, Sorry, talking about Michael Jordan. What's up? Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan yeah, Space Jam. directing Creed 3. I thought we were talking about Michael Jordan doing um the second Space Jam. <laughs> what is he doing? Pat, what did yes. you send me in the episode rundown? Uh, Michael B. Jordan directing Creed, Creed 3. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Shit. All right. <laughs> cool. Shit. Um, okay. I'm going to try and fill in the gaps. Um, if Michael Jordan were to direct Space Jams 2, I think he would be good at it. Um, <laughs> Space Jams 2. His I think his work ethic can uh, I like the cake. definitely be uh, applied behind the camera. Um, he's, you know, if he's on the baseball field or the <laughs> basketball court, he can um, put his best foot forward. And um, where I mean, am he I? Made, he does make shoes. So yeah, hold on. Are we sure we're not talking about Michael B. Jordan? <laughs> I don't want to sure, play this man. game with you anymore. Now I want to talk about Space Jam 2. Just like LeBron James, like who he is now, when it was announced that he was going to be doing it, he had like a different public persona than now. And now like there's all this stuff going on with like China 
and stuff like that. It, it, it'll be weird to see LeBron be like the hero of a kid's movie. Are you mad? Yeah, but LeBron James. He's LeBron a, James. <laughs> LeBron James. I mean, like, he's every kid's hero right now, right? So Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what all the kids are saying. I know I, mean, I was a I, LeBron James is my hero when I was a kid. <laughs> oh man! All right, uh, well, chugging right along, everyone. We have our we have a uh, it's not a new segment, but it's a segment that we've. I can't remember the name of the first time we did it. What was it called? Let a watch. Jared, let a watch. Was that it? Just let a watch. Let a no. watch. Listen, okay. The reason why you can't track when we started it is because. We've been doing it for our entire lives. Stop. All right. Stop. So, Stop right there. so there, is no it, there is no end. It, it's no exactly. Time is a flat exactly. circle. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I thought we were doing Jared Kushner. Watch. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I, somebody messed with my memo. <laughs> I, I could talk Man, about Jared Kushner. Dude, you're you all types of fucked up for this week, aren't you? I'm, all right, I'm Jared, tell us about Jared Kushner. Um, he's very consistent with his haircuts, uh, real estate tycoon, and, um, y- you know, uh, he's cool. Do you he's believe, cool. do you believe he should be pardoned by the president? What did he do? Oh, okay. Nothing. That right there, that answers my question. <laughs> I mean, I feel, I feel like he has to, right? Because Thanksgiving dinners would be very awkward. You know what I mean? That's it. He, yeah. He has to visit the Trump mansion. Gave right? Melania a pardon, didn't give me one. <laughs> All right. It's like moving on though. Uh Leto watch. So apparently Jared Leto is teasing that he's going to come back to playing the Joker in Suicide Squad. Um oh, yeah. not the suit, not the former suit squad, Suicide Squad. This one called The Suicide Squad. But there's also a new cut called David Ayer's Suicide Squad. That That's the cut that they want now. But even then, Zack Snyder is the one who's putting him in his Justice League movie. So it's all this layers of shit that's coming out of nowhere. Um, basically, he said it's hard to walk away from playing the Joker. So, like, maybe they... I think they should let him play the Joker so he stops running cults. You know what I mean? Just run that puppy into the ground. Give him like a 15 movie contract and just WB should take one for the team. You know what I mean? Stop yeah. the mass. You know, this guy's going to, when is, you know, at what point do we find out about the abuse? You know, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Well, totally you got to put time. allegedly in front of that. All right. You got to put allegedly. All right. Um, yeah. Since we I mean, remote, lawyers can't reach us. <laughs> no, no, they can. They can. <laughs> They've tried. Nah. No, we they can't reach us because of our new sponsor, Nord VPN. No, I'm scaring. <laughs> um, only a matter of time. <laughs> only a matter of time, guys. Yeah, for sure. All right. So Jared Kushner isn't <laughs> a part of a suicide pact, right? Just let me clarify. Yeah. Called the suicide Squad. Okay. I, cool. Isn't he? Uh, isn't he a Neo Heaven's Gate person? Neo, start that movie. He's a reptilian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah I, bet I bet he is. The hail bop <laughs> comet is taking us home. No, that uh, passery, man. That's so that's long gone. Yeah, I mean, I actually should tell you guys about that. Uh, if you want to watch something really crazy, there's only four episodes on HBO Max. They're each an hour long. It's mm-hmm. on the Heaven's Gate cult. I thought there was more of them. 
Turns out there was more of them, but then the the word got out that they were frauds, and it shrunk down from like hundreds down to like only thirty of them. And then they together like traveled for like twenty something years until finally they all, after they castrated themselves, they killed themselves. Damn. And then members who sir members who left the group. But who, because they didn't felt they didn't feel that they earned the right to be in his class, uh, said that they still wanted to graduate. So eventually, they killed themselves in the same manner that the the original group did. So for years later on, you had these former group members saying that someone had come back and told them that they can join their brothers and sisters and graduate from the class, and they too killed themselves. You can't skip years. Crazy. You know? Absolutely you crazy. Damn. Well, it's a good thing I just got HBO Max for Wonder Woman. How much did it cost you for the year? I, I just got I did like the monthly fifteen dollar. Oh, okay. So they don't they don't bill annually? They do like there was like a six month uh option for like eleven dollars a month. You chose you chose not to do it? Yeah, I don't know how long I'm gonna stick with it. Feel it out, bro. They just added all of Batman the animated series and all of Batman Beyond. Watch, I did see that. Watch the first three episodes yesterday. They're only 22 minutes each, so you just fly through them. The first episode oh, yeah. has 64. I mean, the first season has 64 episodes. Just or you could watch Deadwood through them. Mm-hmm. How long is the episode of Deadwood? Uh, 40 minutes, I think. Um, but it's they, a, they it's have a, all those like legacy. Sh- they have Boardwalk Empire, Sopranos, all that stuff. My yeah. drama teacher's husband was in that show. Boardwalk Which Empire. one? Boardwalk Steve Empire. Buscemi. No, yo, yo, Steve Buscemi. <laughs> Dang, that's awesome, man. Good for you, Ben. Good for you. <laughs> We're happy for you. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. I'm friends with Steve Buscemi. Uh. <sighs> so. Coming up on the 8.50 p.m. hour, um, we have a, for our first segment of the night. Main topic, at least. Uh, most anticipated movies of 2021. So I told everyone to pick three, just kind of go through a list. Uh, everybody seems came back with more, which I'm shocked. I thought I didn't even think Joe would look at this list, quite <laughs> honestly. Like, I thought he would have just made up some shit, you know. Well, yeah, again, 2020 is most <laughs> anticipated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, actually, yeah. actually, okay. what what he made was Jared Kushner's like like Netflix queue. Like, no, I made Joe Enright's Netflix queue. <laughs> oh, okay. No. Why would I do that, Jared? Jared, that doesn't sound very smart. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, uh, proceed. Sorry. Um, so what's on? So what's Jared Kushner watching then? He just watches himself, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> he's the best show in the world. Yeah. He's like, just looks he's like Kanye clips. West in the sense that he says that he'll never be able to see himself perform. That's his only regret. <laughs> Sounds about right. Sounds about right. So, uh, that being said, <laughs> now that we have that out of the way, um, let's talk about our most fa- our the most fucking who cares? Go first, somebody. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go first. Say. Hey. 2021, the year of hope and technical difficulties. Um, oh, no. Number, I'm going to do honorable mentions right now for me. 
Sherlock three. We discussed this before. Um, me and Jer, I think we're fans of the series. Uh, this Robert Downey Jr. and uh, Guy Ritchie. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Cool. Guy I'm glad he's uh, Jude Law. Well, Guy Ritchie directs them. Oh, okay. Uh, um, but I'm a fan of these too. I didn't even know that this was coming out this year. So cool. Oh, I thought you disliked them. Um, yeah. no, <laughs> heavily, is, heavily. No. Okay. I think it's the best so, interpretation of Sherlock we've seen. Wow. Yeah. Next to BBC series. Um, so there's that, uh, bad grandpa two. And I just like the first, it was funny enough. You know, I like the first one. One of the, one of the better jackass attempts we've gotten in a while. Um, with that, I also want to mention that there was an Eric Andre movie that was directed by the producers and directors of Bad Grandpa. I'm assuming Johnny Knoxville was tied to it somehow. It got Ooh. shelved. It was supposed to be released in April in theaters. Totally got Aww. shelved. And I figured it was going to go to a streaming service, but I don't think it's been announced yet or released at all. So I have no idea what's going on with that. So I anticipate watching that. Um, but for my top three, um, I don't know why I put this on here now that I think about it, but I put, <laughs> I put In the Heights. I'm thinking I liked Hamilton. Not the oh. same thing, but <laughs> I've seen in the Who heights. Knows? It's good. I it's like good? it. Okay. Yeah, Can't I liked it. A lot of dancing. A lot of dancing. Um, number two would have gone to what was it? No time to die, right? Mm-hmm. Um, really? Okay. I, I thought about putting that on there myself, but ultimately... I thought about it. Yeah, I was gonna say my personal belief is that every other Bond movie with uh, Daniel Craig has been good. Um, yeah. No, Quantum of Solace is terrible. But go on. Every nah. other. Oh yeah, every other. Yeah, you're no, absolutely right. Every other. Yeah, 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 you're yeah. right. You're right. Yeah. Skyfall's easily the best. The best for sure. Spectre was. Oh my god, that was one of the most boring things I've ever seen. So I would say by that logic, this one should be good. But with all the delays that have been taking place, and again, right around the corner from my apartment, there's been a billboard for that movie for the past three months. So I thought it was out, honestly, they, until we discussed it. It's funny that you bring that up. So they <laughs> tried to sell that to Netflix for $600 million and Netflix told them no. Yeah. Um, but so they've already ran a marketing campaign for $93 million up to mm-hmm. the release of that movie because the, the weekend we went into, like, lockdown – that movie wasn't coming out like that was like two weeks. So that movie came out. So now they had to do it again because they did it. They thought it was coming out in November. So they already spent like an additional 30 million like on marketing materials. And then it got pushed back again. So now they're just trying to offload it anywhere that they can. Right. So because they're just losing money on it on this point. And whenever that release date is or whatever avenue it is, it has to come out because they're going to spend more money trying to get word out about it. That movie mm-hmm. in particular, though, has struggled during this uh, I mean, time. Yeah, I wish them the best, but just because of that whole uncertainty, I'm going to have to replace it with Mission Impossible 7 from the oh, number two fuck spot. Yeah. Um, and then number one, I, again, I'm a little weird about this one. It's uh, The Conjuring. I just saw that that that's was... That's on my list, too! So that's my number one, but, again, I'm weird about it just because the uh, subtitle... Uh, the devil made me do it. That might turn me off. Okay. Like I like so, the conjuring and then the devil made me do it in parentheses. Are you familiar know. with the premise at all? Yeah. That's why I put it in my number one. Number one pick. <laughs> like, no, I, I've never heard of this. Go uh, on. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean like the premise of this conjuring movie. No, I did not look into it. Okay. That whole thing. The devil made me do it is actually based on a real life case where someone tried to use possession 
as mm-hmm. a plea bargain for actually murdering someone. Mm-hmm. So well, I call it the conjuring possession. I don't know. Not I think it's a stupid title too. It's not James Wan that's directing it though. He's just producing it. It's some novice director. I don't know their name. Michael Ch- uh, Chavez. Yeah, see? I have no idea who that is. Um, I'm looking at his filmography, and I don't... Uh, he did uh, Curse of uh, La Llorona. Oh, he did La Llorona? Okay. Well, then yeah. we're in for a bad time, because La Llorona is not good. Uh- Wait, who's directing Che Guevara? <laughs> yeah, Che Guevara. Che Guevara. Che Guevara. Uh, cool. Okay, um, actually, so since since we're... Uh, Joe, that was your list, though? That's my list, yeah. Okay, well, since I guess that's on my list, too. Um, so I took a look around for this year and I thought like Venom, let there be carnage, but that's like the same thing that Joe has with the conjuring is that I do not like that title and I did not like the first movie. <laughs> um, I thought about Shang-Chi cause honestly like good Kung Fu in Marvel movies would be, is like sick. We've seen that in daredevil. Um, jungle cruise. No, <laughs> uh, I thought about top gun, thought about mission impossible, but honestly, I just kept coming back to black widow like i think it's just time oh, right, for a black out, widow yeah. movie and like i was ready to see it last year i love taskmaster i love that florence Pugh's in the movie um and i think it it's it's still it takes place in a part of the marvel cinematic universe that isn't exploding with stories all around it too it takes place mm-hmm. in this one little secluded area of the mcu and then you never hear about it again you know what I mean? So I was kind of looking forward to that specifically. Uh, I thought of things like Spiral from the Book of Saw, the Chris Rock Saw remake with Samuel Jackson. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah I saw uh, the show. That one, yeah. Free Guy with with uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds. But honestly, the number one movie I'm looking forward to next year is Godzilla vs. Kong. Mm. I okay. can't like it was supposed to come out last March. So we would, however, I believe they were doing reshoots, whatever. Uh, they it's the last one wasn't that good. I didn't really like it at all. Um, but I mean like this, the original version of this movie came out in 1962 and I have the VHS. I have the VHS somewhere in a box. So, and for years people, uh, who were fans of any type of kaiju movies or Godzilla films said for years that they wanted to see this remake happen. They wanted to see this like with $200 million behind it and a Hollywood VFX budget. And now they're finally getting that. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. So there well, you go. Uh, for for the Godzilla vs. Kong, I mean, like, I hope they do so well that I just can't wait how they're going to be topping that off like what goes after that what do you think like what how do you top that like i that feel versus like, you know i feel like I this know. will have some sort of finality though oh you say that but i mean, gotta milk it, it, man. it, it gotta... makes money it's not the last one yeah that's yeah. true i mean isn't it kind of funny how they made the first godzilla movie they made godzilla in 2014 and then they just switched uh they made kong and while they were in the process of making Kong, Legendary said to Universal, hey, do you want to put him in, in our shared universe? So Universal was just like, okay, have him. So then they just made a Kong movie, and then they put them together like through little threads. And now 
you know, they had the Godzilla sequel, which was pretty much like the Avengers of kaiju movies. And then uh, now they have this one. Yeah. And I mean, I'll definitely Millie Bobby Brown. Millie Bobby Brown, mm-hmm. Kyle Chandler. I think is Vera Farmer- Farmiga in this one, too. She was and in don't the forget, last one. Don't forget, King Kong's going to star in it. Charles Dance is in it, too. All right, yeah. so uh, who's who's next? Jerry, you want to go? All right, sure. Um, so um, I just picked three. Well, four, technically, because uh, two of them are like a toss-up. So um, French Dispatch by Wes Anderson. I can't wait for that Ooh, one. I forgot about uh, that. Yeah, that's, in, that's coming in May so far, because I've watched every Wes Anderson film, and I just love that director and everything he does. Um, now, this one's a toss-up between... Um, Dune, that's coming out in October. Um, I think Timothy Timothy Chalamet is like really killing it with all those uh, types of films. And then uh, the Many Saints of Newark. I don't know if you guys know about this one. Yeah. Um, this one's like a movie. Um, the Sopranos movie, right? Yeah, but it's for the pre. It's a prequel, right. so it's gonna be like right. about mm-hmm. Tony Soprano back in the sixties. Oh, and his son. It's his son. It's his son. Yeah. Son, yeah. Right? yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, and it's the setting's the cool. The sun. Yes. Yes. And um, <laughs> yes. Chilling my most the anticipated sun. one. Gabagoo. is gonna, <laughs> is gonna be at the end of twenty twenty one, and I hope. There's no delays for this guy, but The Matrix 4. Come on. Jerry, you and I have Come on. very similar taste. That's why. That's why we're, we're the best. Yes. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> say. Talking all I mean, but here's the thing. Shit. What, what, what uh, makes me so interested in why The Matrix 4 is on the top? Well, first of all, you know, we thought, you know, everybody watched The Matrix trilogy, right? I know it's yeah. probably a dumb question, yeah. but the last one um, sucked, though. Well, okay. Yes, I remember but... being bored <laughs> out of my fucking mind seeing that movie in the theater. I was but like, here's "Why the are thing. all these people having sex?" <laughs> but here's the thing: <laughs> that's um... the part that you found boring. <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's no sex in this world, but um, it's gonna be only Lana Wachowski directing. She's oh. she's solo directing it. They've already they already so... they already made it. I thought it's done. Well, I think that's still currently filming. It's like the the last bits, maybe like B roll stuff. Um, I still had to look into it, but in terms of like you know, it's no longer the Wachowski siblings. You know, it's just Lana now. I was gonna say, wait, say that again. What? Do you have any idea why they're not co-directing, like falling out or something? Or I don't know. I feel like um, they never really had anything bad in their relationship. Yeah, um, I have anything to say why, just that it was only, what you said Lana's doing it? Yeah, Lana's doing it. And, uh, you know, for, for for example, like, I mean, with all the other projects that they've been doing separately or whatever like that, they've always been really supportive of each other. So I don't know why all, all, all of a sudden it's like, I guess it's so many years where, you know, Lana's the only one who, like, wants to make something out of this franchise. Right. That, that's, Maybe. Right. Yeah, you know, like she felt probably like she didn't want to end it there. I don't know. Dude, these directors money. have had more name changes than Prince. <laughs> um, she's gonna she's gonna call herself the Lana Wachowski. The. Svetlana. And then Nick, you're up, right? 
Yeah, so um, as I said before, I my list is almost the same as Jair's. Dune, um, one, I mean, like, the reason I'm into it is, like, any any good sci-fi story, I'm on board. I love, you know, expansive world building. Um, and I'm a big David Lynch fan, so I'm going to do a double feature of the of his Dune and then the new one, uh, Matrix 4, because one of the reasons I'm into film in the first place is The Matrix. That series very formative for me. And I put my number one pick as The Green Knight. Do you guys know anything about it? No, yeah. what's that? So it is uh, It's a film starring Dev Patel, um, and it, it's like super – it's like – Knights of the Round Table uh, adventure movie, but it's also it looks like it has a bunch of like creepy horror elements. Um, I I was blown away by the trailer alone. So like I don't know anything really about the plot. I just saw the trailer and said I need to see this movie. By a twenty four as well. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Did, oh <laughs> yeah, this looks good. I'm on board for yeah. that. Right. So it's it's got like sci-fi horror maybe not sci-fi like fantasy horror elements to it but it's an adventure movie i i haven't seen anything like this in theaters in a long time that's right and if we're all vaccinated we can do an episode on it in our studio (laughs) (laughs) yay yay okay uh next oh next on our actually for the remainder of the night we are going to discuss our Main, main topic of this evening. Wonder Woman 1984. Yay. Yeah. So, um, I watched the movie on Christmas Day. I know that you guys watched it this week. Joe, did you watch it at all? Yeah. No, no, he didn't. Wow, you just, you really showed up for work today, huh? You really, (laughs) you really, I can really tell you put in the hours this week, huh? Guys. I I Soul was on D- Disney Plus. <laughs> so, <laughs> so why wouldn't I? <laughs> he makes a good point, man. I don't know. Why why know. would I why would I watch Wonder Woman? Okay, so it doesn't even take Wonder place Woman. in current day. <laughs> before we get into Wonder Woman, I want to hear Joe's spoiler free review of Soul. Soul. Really cool. Um the movie had a lot of soul to it. And Jamie Foxx, wow, how diverse. Um, so much talent. Uh, I love his fun glasses. Um, Nick, you as well. And you love me or I love his sunglasses? Both. <laughs> oh, okay. And movies are good. Movies are good. So <laughs> 10 out of 10. Joe's like, wow, great movie. It had words. It had... <laughs> there was... Visual moving pictures. Um, no, great animation. Looked hyper-realistic at times. I don't even think that's a word, but now it is. Oh, you really um, did watch Soul. Yeah, I did. Oh. <laughs> See, it was so good. Very hard to believe. I was awesome. like, hey, we're doing our podcast on this. He was like, I'm going to go watch this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I watched The Sound of Metal and Soul instead. Uh, okay. Both were good. Anyway. All right. Well, then, for the ones who did watch it here, first we're going to do non-spoilers, and then we're going to go into spoilers. Um, sorry, we don't have any graphics tonight either, so you're shit out of luck. Um, first up, 
non-spoilers so overall guys what do you think i'm just gonna tell you guys right now i was really disappointed by this i yeah. genuinely thought that this would be better or at least competently made well and here's the thing it's not the movie visually i think looks good i don't think there's any big blunder with special effects i just think that they tried to tell too many stories Oh yeah. All based yeah. around a magic wishing rock. And like I don't okay. I don't know what like what the disconnect was until I looked into it. So it turns out that Patty Jenkins actually didn't write the script for the first Wonder Woman movie. She actually came on pretty late in the game after it had been developed by Zack Snyder, Jeff Johns, mm. um and the previous director who came on board. Um, I okay. forget her name. Either way, though, she left and they got Patty Jenkins. So she just kind of came on board and then directed the movie. Now, don't get me wrong. Patty Jenkins is a fantastic director. Have you guys ever seen Monster? Yeah. that Awesome that, movie. That's a, 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 an Oscar-winning movie. She's a phenomenal director. Mm -hmm. uh, so, and, uh, hey, listen, it... Every director has a bad day. Everybody has a bad day at the office, right? Even Steven Spielberg has bad movies. So I don't think this one is bad, but it is definitely just it is just above the cut. Like that's where I would put it. Where it's entertaining enough to where you can watch it and get through it and be like, oh, that was okay. But if you start to think about it, it's pretty poorly put together. Hmm. I mean, it was just really hard to follow at times. Yeah, like yeah. going off of they tried to say so many things in that movie. There and was then... like this weird Cold War aspect that came out of nowhere in the third I would act. Cold War. I would call it regular war. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But I mean, like, it was just like, it was just, oh, we are talking about the Cold War, like, kind of vibe. You know what I mean? Like, he walked into the president's office and was like, he wants more nukes. It's like, what? Why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? You know what I mean? Oh, uh, are we in the spoilers now? Or <laughs> no, 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 no. I think that's a pretty made fun of scene at this point. Um, um, okay. Um, well, because the thing is, it's just a. It's so long, right? And then oh, it's with, so long. Yeah, and there, there. You know what? There are some good bits in it. You know, I can't, I can't take it away from that film. You know, the like the good bits that I enjoyed from it, I thoroughly enjoyed how they presented it and the delivery of it and everything like that. And then there were the, the funny moments that were in the film. I, you know, like I get what they were doing, but it does not, you know, it just doesn't it, all come together. And there are some yeah. really stupid scenes, like really kind of like what, like really, that's that like. I feel like the tone was very different from the first one. Like, the first movie is this, like, this wartime um, tone where Diane is trying to understand the plight of man and why they act this way. And mm -hmm. even though that she can destroy all of them and rule over them pretty much that she wanted to, the interesting thing was seeing her not go that direction and trying to be empathetic and understand their plight. You know what I mean? And I feel like there was also that dynamic of Chris Pine and Gal Gadot having that, that dynamic of how men and women act 
in a, in the world, like in the world of man. You know what I mean? I feel like all of that, all of that interesting dichotomy was just tossed out the window for this one. I saw a take uh, earlier um, saying like that opening scene where they're doing like that, you know. Oh, the Olympics? Obstacle course Olympics type, type thing and how the message was about like, don't like cheating is wrong. You know, it's like you can't take the shortcut. You have to do, you know, do things the right way. And how that message never once appeared in any of the storyline. And I feel like it goes to what you're saying, Pat. It's like there really, like, there was no message at all. It was just like things are crazy and we need a hero. Yeah. Well, that, you know, it's just like it's funny you bring that opening scene up because Patty Jenkins was actually told by Warner Brothers that she either had to cut that sequence or she had to cut the mall sequence right after. She couldn't keep both. But she fought them on it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if she had cut that opening scene with the Amazonians, I honestly think the movie probably would have been that much better. Because it wouldn't have set up this weird, like, pseudo-theme of, like, not cheating. But, like, it never comes up again. You know I, what I, I mean? I enjoyed that scene. I didn't like the mall scene. I don't no like the No problem with the scene. beginning. I I, it was like, the mall scene that was I don't, like, what? See, here's the thing. I like the mall scene, but the context of the mall scene makes absolutely no fucking sense. Well, for me, it's like the... I, I get what it's trying to do. It's trying to set up, okay... Here's where we're at in the world. Here's the the life that Diana's living. But for me, it was like the main problem was the editing, and like it was so kinetic, and I couldn't keep track of what was going on. She's flying around the mall and like kicking that guy, and then going back and kicking another guy. And, like, and don't the, don't worry, he's she's gonna go back to that first guy. Yeah, the, the, and the, like, the, how she's like that. using her tiara to break all the, like the CCT, CCTV cameras, and I'm just like. I thought you're supposed to be in hiding, actually, now that I think about it. You know what I mean? Like, I thought you turned your back on the world, is what you told Batman, I thought it was. Um, yeah, they did kind of, uh, like, probably accidentally retcon some stuff. Oh, they definitely retcon some shit, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I mean, I feel like we're shitting on the movie a lot, but there are some good moments in here. Out mm-hmm. of context visually good moments or in a vacuum emotional moments connected to the rest of the story no way this just doesn't it doesn't exist no way yeah it's a get real there's just no limit does not exist but i mean no go go ahead oh well so polite (laughs) well here's the thing um so just going back to where um, the good moments, like, for example, I just wanted to talk about the beginning a little bit more. Um, just a sh- short bit. Um, I did love that sequence, and then the mall thing could be, like, you know, whatever. But the only thing that was kind of confusing was, remember, because I just watched the, the first film after all you guys, like, what, last week. And I just didn't get it where the age where Diana was at in the beginning sequence. In the first film, she only started to learn how to like fight and how to be all this like athletic whatever at like a teenager age. So it was just like, it instantly broke it for me, but I still enjoyed that sequence. But the message of that beginning sequence about the Olympics is just like, I didn't care for, you know, mm-hmm. that's the only thing. It just looked nice. That was it. Yeah. yeah. And it, 
it made me feel like like connected to her as a character. Um, and, you know, like you know, this is a person I like, and she's she's done things in the past that were wrong, and she learned from them. Whereas the whole rest of the movie, I felt like she was just a blank slate. There wasn't really much characterization for her at all. Who yeah. Diana? Yeah. Yes, I agree. I feel like Diana mm. got the short end. All right, we're gonna go into spoilers because we don't got too much time. But all right, that's fine. Um, so spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. So Diana got the short end of the stick in character. Her whole character in this movie went from the first movie being this hopeful, optimistic, empathetic person who sees the good in man despite their fa- failures and learns that no matter what, love always com- uh, triumphs evil no matter what your loss is. Uh, this movie, it's I want my boyfriend. That's her whole character, the whole movie. And although that leads to a very emotional scene... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, suit, like, really, like, I was very surprised Gal Gadot could pull that off. Um, the acting was like the really acting raw. Was, it felt yeah. like, yeah, and like, I know, I see a lot of people are saying that she was like, no, she was good. Like, I know a lot no, of people that say yeah. that she can't act. And to be completely honest, in the first movie, I don't think she did a lot of heavy lifting because I don't think her skill set was there. But you can tell they gave her more to do in this one, and she she pulled it off. At least I think so. I thought she was very good. In acting, yes. Yeah. For yeah. for the character, no. Yeah, they didn't they didn't do her any favors in the writing part. Oh yeah, they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Um. However, I thought it was sick when she renounces her wish and she yeah. all the cuts start to heal and then she does the whole thing yeah. where she screams and like whips this guy like and she's crying at the same time while she's running on yeah. like damn some kid yeah. who just got his ass beat like <laughs> that was emotional for sure yeah yeah that was so, definitely very emotional like i had had a whole bottle of wine and i had tears going down my eyes everybody was asleep on the couch but for me at this point so save for me i was like <laughs> i gotta do a podcast but that that's the thing like i love that moment and then all of a sudden it's like oh she flies guys like, you know, and then, what like, the, the, does she? Like, what the fuck is she, up with she that? She technically does, but then the thing is, in the past DC movies, she's just on Earth, man. I don't, <laughs> she's like, why, yeah. why, why did they give her the invisible jet and then have her fly immediately after that? <laughs> yeah. How about the fact, how about the fact that, oh, man. Okay, so let's get into the Chris, the Chris Pine character, because okay. let's talk about a waste of a good character actor and character so mm-hmm. chris pine's character in the first film was a world war one pilot okay and and spy and spy, spy. in uh-huh. this film diana wishes him back and instead of him just coming back he like in inha- his consciousness inhabits the body of some oh, random so dude stupid. it's such a stupid idea you could have just brought him back and we would now there's this whole ethical question of like they only put Steve Trevor like Chris Pine in the movie just to make it easy on us the audience to see what Diana is seeing but to every other character that's whoever that random guy is you know what i mean yeah. so now there's this ethical question of should Wonder Woman be banging this dude who has her boyfriend's consciousness you know what i mean like but here's what? the thing, they they wrote it that way because it still doesn't make sense, right? That they put um, Steve's uh, consciousness in this random dude because 
with other people wishing, you could wish like a huge wall out of nowhere. You could wish nukes out of thin air and stuff like that. But you couldn't, you couldn't wish his like main body like into existence. But just because they had to write him out as like Diana having to renounce his wish, that was the only way where it's like it's well, so how- convoluted. It's so I don't convoluted know, man. and messy, and it just doesn't uh. make any sense. And like they just waste him because then. It didn't dawn on me until after I saw the movie that the invisible jet scene, it was... And, like, I can't believe I didn't think about this when I saw the fucking trailer for the movie when <laughs> they get in a friggin', like, raptor-like airplane, like a modern-day jet that the Smithsonian just had ready to go, all fueled up. Yeah. They get in there. He Not only can he fly it well, she's like, oh, by the way, there's radar... But don't worry, I started learning how to turn shit invisible, and I fucked up one time, but I'll get it this time, and <laughs> turns the whole plane invisible. Like, here's the thing. I don't mind the way they put the invisible jet in the movie. I just mind the way we got to the invisible jet. You know what I mean? It's like, you didn't yeah. set that up at all. You pulled it out of your ass. Wonder Woman has never been able to make anything invisible ever. You know, like, and, and like, ever. <laughs> You just put one scene in the very beginning of the movie where she's like practicing, practicing invi- making fun mm-hmm. of making shit invisible. Yeah, and you know what I mean. Get rid of the mall scene and do that. Yeah, or yeah, or that. You know what I mean. Or how about it better? Get rid of the mall scene and the Amazonian scene and start with her as a young woman on Am- on Themyscira again, making shit invisible, and then. Well, he- so this mm-hmm. way you establish it, but make it it's something that she can't do. So after she makes the invisible jet like invisible, I mean, after she makes the jet invisible, she like with like a uh, you know like one trail of blood down a nostril or something, you know, <laughs> like it's gonna it's gonna incapacitate her for a bit. Um, well, here's oh sorry on on top of on. the invisible jet, I, I just wanted to make this point. Like I already knew that it was like one of Wonder Woman's like main things, like one of her main transportations, like in the comic books so i was like oh this is cool but then all of a sudden it's just like they take it away from her and i was like oh i guess that was just for steve then it was just like it was a fluke she figures out she she figures out how to fly just by asking steve to explain aviation to her (laughs) like do you realize how fucking just win baby so actually let's move over from that stupidness and let's move over to the disastrous villains because like oh okay and this is, like, towards the end, too, so, like, People yeah. People complain about yeah. Thanos in Endgame. Thanos in Endgame is ten times better than whatever the fuck these people were. Um, so, one of them is Kristen Wiig, who, is, or she is, she's Cheetah. What's her, Barbara is her name, played by Kristen uh, yeah. Wiig. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other one is Maxwell Lord, played by everybody's favorite, Pedro Pascal. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing. I actually didn't think Pedro Pascal or Kristen Wiig gave really like bad performances, but the material was terrible. Like yeah. all Kristen Wiig did was first of all, I saw it coming like as soon as she was like as soon as she was like I wished and she wished for something, right? I immediately was like she's she wants to wish to be Diana. I was like I knew that um, almost immediately. And her Becoming more powerful or more noticeable is like letting her hair down and just like wearing makeup and taking off her glasses. You know what I mean? She can wear 
walking high heels now. Yeah, yep. exactly. It's like, okay, so we've done this before. The nerdy person becomes the hot, noticeable person. You know what I mean? And, and then, don't like, forget, she saw Diana wear those cheetah heels. So it's just oh like, my oh, God, I want dude, those bad boys. I was boys. so <laughs> aggravated about that. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? This is what we're doing? I was like, this is how we're doing this, huh? Okay. Oh, if only if only she wore like zebra heels that day. I would have been <laughs> Oh, that would have been so cool. Oh, that would have been so hilarious. <laughs> you 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 oh, you God. just <laughs> just come shit. But what you were saying though? But actually it would have made more sense if she had zebra heels and when she dropped her paper, she would have been like, Nice heels. I actually have a pair of cheetah in my office. Wanna come see it? And then when you see the cheetah, she's actually obsessed with cheetah print. That would make more fucking sense oh. than whatever this was. So yeah. that happens. Mm -hmm. So she wishes to be Diana, and she shows up, and she looks like uh, you know the singer of AFI in 2002. You know, just all the eyeliner and oh, I'm an emo. I'm this. You know what I mean? Like, it's just it's been done. So I already figured. Okay, they're gonna ruin cheetah because this is not how cheetah was came came to be in the comics so they have their first fight it looks really stupid it's really bad wire work it's cut really bad either way that one sucks only you talking about it, the white house that i'm talking fight? about the white house one oh yeah the second fight though when she's like i wish to be that apex predator i was like he could have made you a shark like or he could have made you a any literally a falcon, you know what I mean? Like it could have been literally anything when you use that vernacular, you know what I mean? But somehow she turned up as full cheetah, and what was that character design? Like, yeah. didn't you guys learn with Sonic? Just don't fuck with it. It works. Yeah, I I don't know what they were doing. Like, and here's the thing: like this is the first time where I actually enjoyed what. Kristen Wiig was doing, you know, and then all of a sudden, yeah, there was nothing that they could really do. With it was that just character. so bad. Just, the delivery was just all wrong from the start, you know, and it's just like it was just sad that it was just taking too long to watch this like car crash happen. Uh, yeah. you know I mean? It's the best thing. It's one of those things where you can't oh, help God. but look, you know, you want to look yeah. away, but you can't help but stare. And, and it's then, just slow motion, you know. And then even yeah. if we look forward. Uh, a little bit more with Pedro Pascal's character, right? Um, mm -hmm. So Pedro Pascal actually... <laughs> how do I say this? His character is actually more sympathetic than than um, Kristen Wiig's character. But oh, yeah, for sure. Two of no fault of his own, though. For whatever reason, after all the bad shit that he does, right... All he does, the last time you see him is he hugs his son, who just comes out of the woods, like, really randomly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> out of the bushes. <laughs> just it's like, run. Daddy! Yeah. It's like, just like, what, yeah, were you doing? what were you doing there? You know what I, I mean? Know he's there. Yeah. So, so. And that, by the way, Pedro Pascal's kid in this movie is Filipino. I'm just saying it. it, it I, I think he's, he's, that kid's Filipino. I'm just saying. Okay. I just want to make it known that that's what I said. Representation right? matters. We know, Jer. Exactly. Uh, exactly. But it was, um, I, I guess the best way I could say it is that, like, the fact that it was like a magic wishing stone was what Pedro Pascal was. 
and he wishes the stone to become him. So he's basically that, which is basically a roundabout saying, I wanted unlimited wishes. You know what I mean? But now everybody who wishes from him, he takes something. Either way, he was dumb too because when she finally gets to him, she like makes some weird speech through him with the lasso of the went from the lasso of truth to the lasso of convenient plot. Oh, look at this. Oh my god. In literally the last 4 what minutes of the show. Hey, no, we're going. We're here now. All right, so let's bring it back to one. All right, let's go, guys. Um, I just want to say, I was going to say, in regards to her turning things invisible, she turned the whole movie invisible because I ain't seen that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, go ahead, Nick. You a rim shot, Joe. What was that? Um, Like, what was the deal with that, like, blue particle beam that he was standing? Like, so he he was talking to the entire world in front of a camera and then the camera gets destroyed and he's still talking to them because he's standing in that blue particle beam and oh. the particle touching like that was the dumbest oh that's right i forgot that's right he walks into the white house and that stuff is literally on a whiteboard like hey you got this right here that that conveniently does exactly what you need to do we have that. It's here already. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that that was the shit that bugged me. Like, and then it, yeah. It's like Deus Ex Machina. Every single time <laughs> situation. Oh, here you go. Here's... How about the part when they show up to Egypt and they drive right past them? <laughs> and they just turn around and they clap. It's like what is so what is that? That, that is one they... of the more forgivable sins. That's true. Yeah, and, and the thing is too where it's just like I get it to where, you know, all right, let's just accept it as it is, and then he is managing to like still contact them through the beam, and then there's like this huge whirlwind for some reason that you know that's happening that Diana can't even like fight against. But that lasso thing, and then also the fact that like every single person in the world who saw that broadcast was totally fine renouncing their wish, like in a <sighs> perfect world. But you know, I don't. Freaking get it. Maybe, maybe not everybody did it, just most people did. There's no, still some people who Right. Because the thing is, guys are the worst people on the planet, right? Because in the beginning, you know, it's just like the the guys didn't renounce their wishes. You know? It's just I don't get it, man. It's like so weird. It's so weird. But but you like, don't think uh, that I... those incels that wish for big old hogs are giving them up? <laughs> <laughs> you don't think that they wish for that? I, I, I want to I wanna say one thing, like, on a high note, though. Watching, like, because like you said earlier, we're, we're shitting on it a lot. But watching the Chris Pine experience, the 80s, going through, like, the mall and see, like, the, the Aeronautics Museum, that all that stuff was great. I thought, yeah. I thought that was really fun, and I wish there was more of it. I wish I like, that was more yeah. of it because I feel like that would have been a play on the original dynamic where it was diana which was like what the fuck was all is all this what is this i do like how he's so obsessed with the fanny pack he was just like all right here's a yeah. new orb, and then he just twists it and then there's a fanny pack he's just uh, so obsessed. there is like that weird fashion show at one point too i was like what are we doing i was like i was like diana crossed 
no man's land in the last movie. We're doing this shit. Actually, that brings me to my last point that I don't see people bringing up enough on the internet. Where's her sword and shield? That was the whole complaint about Wonder Woman. Originally, before they made a Wonder Woman film, was that if you're going to do Diana, you do her as an Amazonian warrior. You bring the sword, the shield, the lasso, the tiara, the armbands. You bring it all. So I appreciated that in the first movie that they, they still kept that. You know what I mean? No, because uh, Ares dissolved the sword, remember? Well, that, that is the god killer sword. But remember, she still had that sword and shield in 2016 in Batman vs. Superman. And oh, she had it. Yeah, you're, in, right, you're right, you're right. And she had it in 2015, yeah. I mean 2017, in Justice League 2. Yeah. So, well, like, you know, where she's was it? That for, was she she's just saving, get rid of it? Yeah, I mean, like... Uh, Which is fine. She, 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 She's saving that for Steppenwolf, you know. It, you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta keep. It yeah, to but the she still got thirty-five years still Steppenwolf at that point. Yeah, <laughs> I mean the timeline's broken anyway because like who even knows when the new Justice League even takes place? But listen, my point is, is that like, uh, I, I don't know. I just don't feel like they did anything for Diana's character in this movie. I don't feel like it did anything for the DCEU overall. Um, that Linda Carter cameo was was fun, but ultimately it went nowhere. It was so bad. Yeah. I like, hey, that's a weird name. It's from my heritage. Or it's, like, it's from my culture. Like, shut up. What? Just shut up. It was like, why couldn't you just say like, hey, she hey, was Assyria. She was. Days. That's my golden How- armor. Oh, God. That, that that cameo was terrible. Yeah. So uh, overall, though, uh, very disappointing. Um, don't think for a second that that third one wasn't planned. They announced that to take the bad press away from the movie for sure. So, um, uh, <laughs> ending ending thoughts. Anyone else? Watch um, Soul instead. Watch Soul I mean, instead. Sure. You know, sure yeah. yeah. Uh, what do you what do you think, Nick? What were you gonna say? Uh, I was gonna say um, that guy who comes in and is like, "I wish I had a coffee." Oh, look, here's a cup. Co- like, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh well, he had diarrhea that day, so he, he, we just didn't see it on camera. That, for me, that set the pace for the movie. Like, as soon as I saw that, I was like, "This is bad. This is no good." Yeah. If you like, if you really like Wonder Woman, you're gonna like the movie. But if, if you like competent writing you're not gonna like the movie yeah yeah. I, yeah i'm just i'm at least i'm just happy i'm not one of those people who's online right now it's just like this movie had me in tears it was so beautiful it was like liz uh she was like look at all these badass women on screen and i was just like hold up i was like i saw some of the reviews for this shit i don't think you want this one to be your champion <laughs> i was like maybe there's, the there's last wonder woman but yeah. not this one not this one yeah Black Widow, just Black watch Widow. that. Yeah, that's, Black Widow. At least movie. you know Black Widow is going to be of quality to some degree. You know For what sure, I mean? 100%. Yeah. And I think that's why I was looking for it the most too, is because you know it's kind of like Captain America. So, uh, gotcha. either way though, uh, that wraps it up for this week's episode of Nerd Shit Live. Listen, we're sorry about the technical difficulties. Okay. Um, technical difficulties. Okay. Um, so you can send all your hate to Joe for that. And, um, my uh, uh, my username is at pnaps. <laughs> Twitter, grinder, grinder, parlor, parlor, 
Vimeo. LinkedIn. <laughs> LinkedIn. <laughs> um, so just uh, do, you know, if you like this show and you want to support the show, go ahead and subscribe to this, uh, to this channel or head on over to our Instagram at NerdShitLive, our Twitter at NerdShitLive, I think. And uh, the rest of our socials, uh, th- come on, you know where they're at at this point. <laughs> uh, but hey, so much. Thank you very much for listening to this. And if you want to listen to this again or recommend to someone, the audio version of this will be available on uh, every major podcast network coming up this week. So once again, thank you very much for